we've lined up the top stars from Hollywood and from all over the world to entertain you on a giant screen with a few colorful motion pictures you've been hearing about and reading it's about. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. We're delighted to have you with us. They're driving theater. You'll find something to please you to add to your evening's enjoyment. It's pleased to bring you our Fifi feature presentation. Station. Good evening, everybody. What's going on? Happy early Thanksgiving. Yeah. You are tuned in to the Drive-In Speaker Box Podcast. That's right. If you've downloaded this or you're tuning in live or doing whatever it is you're doing, if you're escaping the family post like shoveling mouthfuls of moist, juicy, delicious turkey um, and gravy and stuffing and you wanted to like say, what What do I want to, what's going on in the world of cinema? What's playing in the movie theater this weekend so we can get the family out? You're not going to hear any about that for at le- least another 15 minutes, but stay tuned. We will tell you all of that stuff because that's what we do. I'm your host, the Boom Operator. I'm Slick Doggy, the Grip. And uh, yeah, it's Thanksgiving week, man. It means It means we are officially... In the quote-unquote holiday season. Mm. Uh, I almost put up some Christmas decorations up here. Um, well, I've gotten used to it. Like, I was one of those people for the longest time that was like, you know, thou shalt not decorate for Christmas before, th- or, you know, November 24th, you know, on the day of our Lord. And then, like, I just gave up. I was like, okay, well, you know, Black Friday is thing is is Christmas, hmm. you know. It's there's already Christmas music playing. There's already Christmas decorations out of the store, uh, so it might as well be like Thanksgiving dinner is like the app, like the, the amuse bouche of Christmas. You know, you're just like, oh yeah, I'm getting. That's right. I got to remember how to cook again. I can't just Uber eats everything, and uh, and it's the official kickoff of the holiday season. Hmm. I mean, we're already decorated. With Christmas stuff at Pinpoint. That's true. So it's it's the 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 Christmas bar, which you came out to the other day. So. I did. Yeah, it looks good in there. What was your favorite booth? Uh, crap! You're asking me about something from like days ago. Oh, geez. I looked at all of them twice. I I figured Die Hard would be an easy one. Uh, I like the Die Hard booth. Um, yeah, because I mean, you got like the Hans like fake ID, everything. The uh. Uh, my favorite detail of the the diehard booth is the the well the fire hose that I kind of spread around like tinsel. Yeah, I'm trying to think of which one I did like best. Peanuts. Yeah, the peanuts one's cool. Our Velvet Sin on Twitch wants me to do an Ernest Saves Christmas booth. Oh, that's a good idea. It's hard though. Like when you're designing like one of these little installations, you have to think about like, okay, what are people going to recognize? What are people going to connect to? Am I going to be able to find any merchandise and or create iconic things from the film that become you know recognizable to a guest? Like for example, there's not a whole lot of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation like merchandise out there, right? What there is in the past couple of years, like you can oh. get like sweaters and, but not like you know play sets and and things like this so things that i would do is like okay well 
I have a toupee hanging up in there because I, people remember that. Yeah, and a I do squirrel. Like, I I think that one's my favorite because you printed off the uh, jelly of the month club. The jelly of the month club, and it says like the in lieu of anything worth a crap, you get this jelly of a month thing, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the toupee and all that stuff. A but, sled with the bottom burned out. I wish I made that, you know. But it's like iconic things that people can see and go, oh yes, of course. We watch that every year. Uh, my family does. We watch planes, trains, and automobiles for uh, Thanksgiving and then Christmas vacation for Christmas. Uh, Mark Landry on YouTube says, we got the Wally World glassware for eggnog. I have plastic ones, um, and they were hanging from the ceiling. Um, we had four last year. Now we have three. Thanks, thieves. Um, and they're the plastic ones. Just go buy it. Just go get your own. But Velvet Santa says on Twitch that Jelly of the Month clubs are actually very expensive. Hmm. Depends on your jelly. Like, what but are they smuckers? like? Are they a year's worth of work at a big company? Uh, bonus expensive because you promised your family a pool so that the uh, lingerie or perfume sales lady uh, can come show her sw- swim in it. Show her toddies. Yeah, is the thing to yeah. say. Oh, it's that's I I love that song. By the way, um, that is one of my favorite Christmas songs. Mm. That's the island greeting that they send to you from the land where palm trees sway. The yeah. only time I've ever heard that song is in Christmas Vacation. Or at Pinpoint on Christmas. Oh. Yeah, I'll play it. Uh, but anyway, this weekend there are some, some movies coming out. It's it's you know, it's a big time for movies. It's when people save up all of their bigger movies to to add to the release schedule because they know that people are gonna be indoors it's cold uh they're with family they need something to do so they go out and see movies um so we're going to tell you what's coming out in theaters this weekend here in just a moment uh but let's talk about what happened over the past week we yeah. and some change so i know you've got you've got a list over there i'll let you let you jump in Jay. well one of the most exciting things here is that there is a uh image from onset of beverly hills cop four yeah, Beverly Hills Axel Foley. Let me. Uh, so there's a. Do you have a picture? I wanna... uh, yeah, I can pull up. I can pull uh, one here, up you, for you. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. Here, you, you keep you keep talking. Well, there you go. Uh, so it's not. It, it, Empire released the image. It's okay, not anything it. special, but it's Axel in his like classic outfit. So I guess he just doesn't really change. Uh, but he's you know of course it's taking place now. Um, they're supposed to be returning people. Uh, Judge Reinhold and Bronson Pinchot are... He looks photoshopped in this. He might be. Who knows? Um, they're coming back, uh, so that'll be fun to see them. But uh, it's supposed to be Eddie Murphy has a new partner, uh, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that part of it, but... Um, yeah, it's been... Well, it's been a while. I do like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, but Bronson Pinchot being in there is something I'm excited about because yeah. he's still working in Beverly Hills, like, same as Axel. Uh, and Judge Reinhold's going to be in it. So, I mean, has Judge Reinhold made his way, like, up the ranks? Is he, like, the uh, captain now or, or oh, whatever? Oh, he sh- he'd better be. Yeah. So, anyhow, that's something I'm excited about. Uh, another movie that had a, a little teaser image released this past week was the uh, Nosferatu remake. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one as well. I mean, Robert Eggers, if there's anybody that's going to do it, I think he's going to do it, and I think he's going to do it well. Yeah. 
you know, and, and it's interesting that the, 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 the vampires are coming back around right now. You know, we've, we've had a few movies uh, this year try to to sink their teeth into the whole vampire thing. We had the, the, the movie that nobody really saw. I really enjoyed it, but it was the um, Nicholas the Cage, Nicolas Cage one uh, where it was, um, I cannot believe, Renfield. Yeah. I saw that in the theater and thought it was pretty fun. And The Last Voyage of the Demeter, which had a friend of mine um, – that I work with, he he messaged me and said he actually got to check it out finally. And he's like, man, that was actually a pretty good little vampire movie. And I go, I know, right? Mm. So uh, Nosferatu, I think I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. They, I think it said 2024, no announced yeah, date. Yeah, it's one of those things. They, just, they have that little teaser image for it <coughs> just to keep you um, where you're thinking about it from time to time. Uh, nothing big you don't even get to see him it's like the this lady scared and Nosferatu's hand like coming to grab her um and then uh other things just coming back from out of nowhere uh they've announced that there's going to be another Bourne movie yeah I saw that too supposed to be a Jason Bourne movie uh Matt Damon's not signed on for it yet but they are going to well they can't get Jeremy Renner yeah, they're going to be in talks with um, Matt Damon. Why can't they get him? He had that super accident with the snow plow. Yeah, but he was he was went on talk shows uh, a while back, and he was moving and walking around. He broke both think, of his arms in that tag movie. And I don't think he's going to be Jason Bourne. Who knows, man? I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, it's being directed by the guy that did All's Quiet on the Western Front. Uh, other than that, no one else is 100% signed on yet, so they're supposed to talk to Matt Damon see if he comes back for that one um also franchises that are just super old uh creed 4 was confirmed in a uh. deadline interview with erwin winkler the man that sylvester stallone uh truly hates uh because he took everything and gives nothing uh but he did say there's going to be a creed 4 uh, to be the 10th entry into the franchise i don't know how michael b jordan feels about that or after the last movie where creed was already retired and then came out of retirement to fight um you know um sex predator marvel man uh, oh yes that one <laughs> yeah uh and then retired maybe, again maybe that's why they're wanting to make another creed because they're like uh we gotta sh- we gotta sh- shake this 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 nasty yeah, light away. They had him retire in like two movies, you know, and I guess the only thing are they set up the story for his uh, daughter to be a boxer in it. So it might be him being the Rocky figure and God. teaching his daughter after only three movies. This seems like a Mobius strip of just like, let's just repeat the story on and on yeah. and on and on and on. I don't know. Um, and then uh, another uh, thing pulling an old franchise out of nowhere. Disney uh, released a uh, image for their Omen prequel, the first Omen. Like Damien the Omen. Yep. And this is a Disney property now. Well, Disney owns Fox, and if Fox oh, owned yeah, it, I guess or whatever. That's so do we do we need a pre-Omen? I don't Omen? know. Disney's so horror inst- movies have not been so doing great. Instead of like. An evil child? Is it just going to be like an evil fetus? Now, like, how far back are we are we going to go? Uh, that I don't know. The image is just like um, like a, it's a, a like a nun. It's about in the front Antichrist, of like this though. Church setting or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's not anything big either. But there is going to be a <coughs> Omen prequel. 
brought cool, to you dude. by Disney. And just it's, like, called, it's just the, called Rosemary's Baby. Yeah, but it's just the the like um, arching thing over the castle, and it has like the uh, you know Jiminy Cricket song playing, and then it goes into like Omen. Yeah, 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 that kind of thing. Oh man! Uh, and then uh, talking Disney and uh, franchises, of course, there's some Marvel news here with the sinking of the Marvels. Um, Ooh, it yeah. had a, had one of the I think they said the largest week to week drop off of any comic book movie that Disney has ever done. Yeah, because the only people that watched it were the people forcing themselves to watch it in the yeah. second week. Everyone's like, forget it. Don't waste your time. Because it dropped off uh, 78% from last <sighs> week. 78 Yeah. Showy! It's a initial reported budget was like $270 million and then it swelled up from there and that was before advertising. Um, so, yeah, the Marvels is probably you know 350 um and they got hundreds of millions to go before even thinking about profiting i feel like this is where they need to start taking stock of end game but not like avengers end game but like mcu end game like where's the exit strategy to go we're gonna we're gonna park this mac truck in this little garage and Stop for a second. Yeah. Well, uh, unlike DC, DCEU comes to an end with Aquaman 2 uh, releasing here soon. Uh, but like DC, uh, when um, Gal Gadot was like, yeah, I'm definitely going to be in the regular DCU. <laughs> yeah. I'm not being left behind the DCEU. We're in talks. We're going to make all these movies. And then DC was like, whoa, I don't think so. Mm-mm. Shut your mouth because you're not part of it. Um, Brie Larson has uh, been interviewed and said that, you know, she can't really say, but there's definitely plans for Miss Marvel. Or, sorry, that's what Carol Danvers was for many, many years. Forgot um, the empowerment. Captain Marvel uh, will be returning uh, and she's going to be involved in projects. She's probably going to return. Like most of these characters in advertisements for like Wheaties and then as a special guest on the Loki show or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's so, like these standalone movies are, they need to stop. They just stop. Yeah. She has the confidence that Captain Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers, Captain Marvel will return because there's more to her story and stuff like that. Uh, I hope it goes the same way where Marvel's like, shut up. It didn't work. You failed. You're gone. Um, but also, Iman Vellani, the girl that plays Miss Marvel, stretchy Miss Marvel, not a real Marvel, but Miss Marvel that no one has ever liked in any iteration or whatever. She was in an interview and they asked her about the budget uh, and the failing of the Marvels. And she goes, ah, I'm not worried about that crap. That's for Bob Iger. Who cares? I can't worry about things I can't control. But I'm proud about this movie, which is like... That's a pretty cool response. <laughs> it is, but it's sad that Disney's like, you better say you like it, <laughs> you know? I made a movie, whatever, yeah. go see it. But, uh, you know, un- unfortunate uh, product for those involved in that. And then uh, also talking about those comic book movies and people that they uh, did not do well for, Zack Snyder 
talked about his Rebel Moon movie, movies, movie and series combo. Uh, I think it's like two movies in a series, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, he's already in, has his plans and I guess made the director's cuts or big plans for those. So they're, so they're like 10 hours long. They're going to be at least an extra hour long and R rated. Hell yeah. So getting I like, way ahead I, of themselves you know, on this. Go, kind of like, so in the pre-show on Twitch, for those of you that like and subscribe over on Twitch, um, we were talking about the last action hero for a little bit there. And and Jake over here was like, well, the movie's that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's stupid. <laughs> and I'm like, Have, when's the last time? I should time? start talking like that. That's just stupid. It's, it's so stupid. stupid. That's the stupidest thing i heard in my life. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, man. Show the- yourselves, people that like last action <laughs> last hero. Last action hero. Fan. Show yourselves. That's stupid. Is that how we're talking now? It's it's the rest of the show. We're just gonna be we're just gonna be two Arkansans reviewing. Let's just ham into our southernness and be like, man, come on, dude, just this is stupid. Uh, but I was telling him, it's like the the movie kind of stands up the test of time, and when we're just been bombarded with so much crap over the past decade and a half. Uh, you go back and you watch something that you thought was kind of garbage, and you're like, oh, wait, that was really good. And that's kind of like Zack Snyder movies for me. Like a lot of Zack Snyder movies at the time, I was like, oh, God, here we go, comic book, blah, blah, blah. But then you go back and you watch, like, the Snyder cut, and you're like, you know, it wasn't really that bad, actually. That was, this is pretty good. I'm just telling you, man, there was uh, at, at, around that same time he did Eraser, which was sick. And yeah. uh, uh, he did... Uh, this Are we one? still talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, dude, we're talking about Schwarzenegger. He did this one right here. Yeah, Turbo Man. Christmas. Christmas right here. Sucker Punch. Okay, Velvet Sand on Twitch says Sucker Punch was hot garbage. Sucker Punch was an experiment for sure because that was that that was that time period where it was like um, the what was the, the the World of Tomorrow or whatever that movie that came out with like. Uh, it was all CGI. It was like green screen the whole time. And then everybody's like, we all have to do like green screen movies now. And then like Sin City was all green screen and Sucker Punch was all green screen. Yeah, but Sin City worked. Yeah, Sin City did work. Because uh, everyone was like, oh, it looks like And then the what was that? Works. Like kind of pseudo sequel to Sin City that was all in the black and white? With like, There was a sequel to Sin City. Oh, I guess it was. I guess it was yeah. Sin City 2. Uh, yeah, what was that sequel to Sin City? <laughs> But, hey um, Rod, what's that song where the grandma gets run over by a reindeer? Yeah, I can't remember. Uh, grandma gets run over by a reindeer. No. no. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, last action hero. If we're going back to that, um, people in the comments are talking about Arnold movies that they like. True Lies, of course, amazing. Oh, the spirit um, did come out. But uh, last action hero, man, give it a revisit. It's. it's I'll watch it. I'll I'll find it and I'll watch it. But it's pretty good. That's pretty good. The spirit. That's so Velvet Santa on Twitch says the spirit. That's the one that I was thinking of. Maybe I'll just do a rundown of like the best Arnold movies of the nineties. Like T two and Eraser and uh Jingle All the Way and uh when uh what else Arnold was in the nineties? Man, all of it. He was, I mean, True Lies is really the only one you need to watch. Yeah, True Lies. Running Man. Running Man was, uh, was in the 80s, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Batman, Batman and Robin. Robin. Everybody chill. Freeze. Well, and that's yeah. another one. You go back I actually and, really like Schwarzenegger, uh, Mr. Freeze. Well, Everyone's like, oh, he just hits the one-liners and stuff. It's like, yeah, but that's what you want, but dude. That is more of what I'm talking about here. Like, these Marvel movies he have gotten so bad. We go back and we watch 
Arnold Schwarzenegger as Mr. Freeze and go, dude, this movie's actually cool. End of Days is not bad, uh, Beelzebubba-ding-dong, because it was like... Oh, that's where he, like, uh, It was Constantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like Constantine before Constantine. It was weird, and if you weren't ready for it, you'd be like, what am I watching? Like, Arnold fighting Satan? To... Who was uh, the guy that played... Because somebody had mentioned Cool World in the comments, but the um, and the the guy in Cool World was the bad guy in yeah. Velvet Santa. Yes, Batman and Robin is better than the Christopher Nolan movies. There's only one good Christopher Nolan Batman. It was Batman Begins. That was, one was. Good. I like Batman Begins. Gabriel Byrne. That's the guy I was thinking of. Gabriel Byrne, who was the bad guy in uh, in End of Days. Yeah, oh. End of Days is a weird movie. But Gabriel Byrne was also in Cool World, which I think Night Owlishly on Twitch was talking about thinking it was Toon World, which was like the the R-rated Roger Rabbit that had like Brad Pitt in it. Um, cool World is one of those movies where you remember it and you're like, dude, Cool World was sick. And then you go back and you watch it and you're like, you go, cool World maybe Cool World isn't it I as sick. I Cool World. I'm not, I do too. I'm not saying it's bad, but when you go back it's and rewatch it, you're like, it's not as good as I remember it being. You know. The thing that sells Cool World to me is, had a fantastic uh, soundtrack. Was it Claudia Schiffer? No, well, no, but uh, it was the fact that I'm a I'm always been a huge Ralph Bakshi fan. Mm-hmm. Like I really, really appreciate him as an animator and an artist. And that was like Ralph Bakshi making a sort of Hollywood movie because for for years he had never really done Hollywood palpable movies. He's like, all right, fuck it, we'll make a Roger Rabbit, but check it out, it's gonna be like Ralph Bakshi Roger Rabbit. Yeah, and the video game was impossible. Oh yeah, no way, no way. In those buildings with the mouth, Kim Basinger. Yeah, that's a cool. She was in Batman too. She wasn't Batman. Yeah, she was the... All uh, were, all roads eventually lead back to the uh, Joel Schumacher Batman movie. Well, she yeah, she was in the uh, first one. She was in Tim Burton. The She was in Batman because she was the uh, Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale, yeah. yeah. Vic, Vic, Vicky Vale, Vicky Vale. Uh, heavy Traffic, as James on Facebook says, was good. Yes, it was. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, do you have any more other news while we... Continue to I think that's all the interesting spiral into yeah I think nostalgia. that's everything interesting everything else is just like people trying to hype up the next Hunger Games movie or which whatever which is in theaters right now and you can see it if you want to yeah. um well yeah okay well let's talk about what is coming in did it come out it came out last weekend I didn't see it on the mm-hmm. theater listings yeah really yeah it made forty four million at the box office this last weekend oh wow yeah dude. Because I watched, I, I ended up well, watching. Well, you were asleep last week. Way to call me out, bro. I watched Tiger 3 to talk to everyone about for oh, last week. Great. A sh- way to remind you. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll hit y'all up with some of that. But uh, I watched Killer on Netflix because. Uh, the Killer? Or just like yeah, the, the yeah, Chow Yun Fat? No, no, no. The oh. one with uh, uh, Michael Thanks. Fassbender. Oh, yes. Thanks for the sub, Fury's Apology. You sure that that I didn't see it on any of the listings because Trolls was like the only movie that was yeah, it's playing at AMC. Not you can, you can uh, weird. Oh, yeah, there it is. Right you're there. right. I must have just rolled right past that when I was looking at the. Uh, well, coming out in theaters this weekend. Um, out in theaters right now. If you 
weren't up to date. Uh, Thanksgiving, the Eli Roth horror movies out currently. Trolls Band Together came out last weekend, and The Hunger Games: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, uh, as well as Next Goal Wins, which is the Taika Waititi uh, Searchlight picture that came out. That's getting pretty pretty good reviews. Also but, with Michael Fassbender. Oh yeah, also with Michael Fassbender. Um, but this weekend, Thanksgiving weekend, we've got three movies that are hitting. Uh, one's probably going to be on that kind of expanded release indie circuit. It might not come to your small town theater if you're home for the holidays or whatever. Uh, but that is Dream Scenario. And you may have seen the trailer to this one. It's from director Christopher Borgli. Uh, it's about this guy, this hapless family man played by Nick Cage. Uh, kind of finds his life turned upside down when millions of strangers across the planet start seeing him in their dreams, kind of like a uh, not-so-horrific uh, Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Well, but in the trailer, though, that's the whole thing. It flips and becomes that it way. It becomes and weird. And then everyone starts taking it out on him in, like, real life or whatever, right? Yes, yes. So it's like, get out of my dreams. Quit, like... Quit trying to cut my dick off in my dreams, Nicholas, like Nick Cage, and he's like, "Oh, I didn't do anything." I didn't do anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard that this is pretty good, and I do want to see it. I think it might be hitting theaters near us. Um, We've been getting the weird Nick Cage movies in the theaters. I tried to watch one of them like a month or two ago for everyone. Which one? And, uh, it was the one where his daughter comes to visit him, and he's like. Uh, assassin cia type character oh, yeah i can't remember the name of that but one either. the 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 speakers were blown in the theater and they refused to move it to one of the empty theaters for me you always seem to have the worst luck that's true yeah uh but dream scenario coming out in theaters this weekend also coming out in theaters this weekend the new disney animated uh which is not pixar but disney animation which is getting harder and harder to tell the difference because the animation styles are getting so similar uh you made a you made a well that's because did gesture. i mention in when i was talking about the news that chris pine um said that uh i did i did say that that there is that he's heard word that they are going to make a D and D two, but no one's asked him to do anything for a Star Trek four yet. Well, he did that in his interview circuit for this movie. Don't care about Star Trek four. Definitely want to see another D and D. The D and D movie's good. Yeah, I don't want any more of the uh, the new track. The yeah yeah new track is is whack turds. Uh, but wish. Is the new film that has the voice of Chris Pine, uh, Alan Tudyuk, of course, because he's in everything, because he is an amazing voice talent. Uh, but it's, uh, it's it's follows this young girl named Asha who wishes on a star and gets uh, a more direct answer than she bargained for, and a troublemaking star comes down from the sky to join her, and uh, hijinks ensue, and there's magic and family and and diversity. And uh, Harvey Guillen's in it. Harvey Guillen is in it, and he is always hilarious. Um, but yeah, you will get everything that 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 the, the family asked for, and hopefully, it will brainwash whatever child you take into wanting those toys. And it will be uh, you'll have birthday parties surrounded by wish memorabilia, and it'll be a whole new thing. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Because you know that's what Disney's trying to do with these movies, right? Disney's not like going, you know what we really need to do is we really need to make a movie about a uh, young girl that uh, wishes upon a star. And it's like, okay, they've fucking done this a million times. But what they're doing is we need to make another movie 
exactly like all these other movies that appeals to this generation of people so it can sell them more shit. And then they hit all the ideas, and then they land on one, and then this is this is the current one. So, uh, Travis Eddings over on Facebook pointed out something uh, that I saw the other day. Yeah, Alan Tudyk will be uh, here, local to us, for uh, Comic-Con in a couple months. I feel like they have a Comic-Con every day now. Uh, no, they just advertise it for seven months <laughs> leading up to it. Because, yeah, like every time I tear down one poster, they bring me a new one to put up. And I'm like, did we not just have a Comic-Con? Yeah, because there's the the Little Rock one and then the Northwest Arkansas one. And then there's the uh, anime one. And then there's uh, probably, however, yeah, I mean, there's a handful. Uh, as James on Facebook says, Disney literally made a movie about made movies about toys. Yes, to sell you toys. Like that's that's where the money is, guys. Merchandise. That's what George Lucas taught all of us. That was his gift and punishment to the world. Oh, uh, there's a I forget what it is, but they gave a release date to the documentary that's made uh, about the uh, Star Wars Christmas special. It's called like a disturbance in the Force. Oh, um, really? Yeah, and it's a documentary about the Christmas special, so George Lucas is probably going to have an aneurysm. He's going to roll over on that giant goiter neck. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if they were like, yeah, it's a documentary about the Christmas special, and then they show the entire Christmas special. <laughs> and that's like, the documentary completely. Yeah, uh, just like uh, put in 4K, and it looks amazing because they found like the one unmessed up copy of it somewhere and. They've just been sitting on it, and they release it. And George Lucas is just like, because <gasps> it has Itchy and Malatabuck and and Chewie's whole family. And was it is it Life Day? Yeah, that they yeah. celebrate. That's what Beelzebub. So I feel like maybe at Pinpoint next year, I need to do a Life Day booth. Oh, it, Furious Where says like that a, it already happened. Life Day? No, the uh, the the thing. The aired on November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight. That's that's when it originally aired. Um, yeah, you that's, sure. That's what the Wikipedia I'm looking at says. Oh. Originally aired on November seventeenth, nineteen seventy eight, in CBS. Um, yeah, the Star Wars Holiday Special. I mean, it's you can watch it on YouTube now. Like it's, oh. I mean, yeah, it's like right here. You know, boom, there you go. It's, it's been twenty years since I've seen the the whole thing. Yeah, it's right. All in its one hour and nineteen minute glory with no commercials. Uh, yeah, check it out. Star Wars Christmas is Star Wars, but we can't say Christmas. So instead, we say Life Day. So what the hell is going on? <laughs> Hang on, let me. Ooh. So get get some drugs and let's watch that. Um. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh. Yeah, I'd be interested in seeing that. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see. Other movie. We have one other movie that we need to yep, talk about. The big one. The big one that's coming out. Ridley Scott, produced by Apple, which is going to hit Apple Plus after it hits theaters. Napoleon. Like, dude, Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, Rupert Everett. I mean, you've got some cool people in this. Uh, you've you've got a good director that is that is 
known for attentions to details. And I am very excited about this movie because I, I the Napoleon story is really interesting anyway. Um, and if you don't know anything about Napoleon, then do do yourself a favor and like the dude was a lunatic and almost took over the world. I wonder if they're going to have in the movie where they just shove him on that island. Ellis, like, how how far it is Ellis Island, right? That's or, where or no, not Ellis Island. The um. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's the 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 Chateau de um, whatever. They kept the all the marquees there, and they kept uh, Bonaparte. Um, Elba. I knew it started with an E. Elba. That's right. Now I wonder how much Thank of you, his nerds. life this will really cover. I hopefully it's a bunch of it, but um, you know, it, it, it. I think that it's kind of going to focus on a lot of his relationship with Josephine as what the the trailer and the tagline says but um I'm here for it man because I know Joaquin Phoenix is going to do a great job in this role because he's just weird enough to like do roles like this and do it justice so uh as Night Alishly said on Twitch Joaquin plays crazy so well cuz he's not playing yeah, but they're probably going to skip my two favorite parts of Napoleon's history, uh, which is where he was hanging out with the assassins from Assassin's Creed or whatever, or like, you know, and then uh, when he went to the the 80s and, you know, oh, yeah, conquered the, the Ziggy Piggy. And the Ziggy Piggy in, in uh, San Dimas, California. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Merde, 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 merde. <laughs> yeah, because he can't go down the slide anymore. At Waterloo. Yeah. Yeah, that was that's that's the chapter. They'll probably skip that part. But that's the best chapter. That's the best adventure Napoleon had gone on. Um, but anyway, that's coming out in theaters this week. And and it's under four-hour runtime. So, whoa. It's two hours and 30 minutes, which I think is appropriate for, for um, a historical biopic-esque sort of tale. They got it down to two and a half hours. Two hours, 38 minutes. Wow. Because there was always the talk about it being forever long. Well, and I feel like two hours and 30 minutes is like the max runtime. Some of these kind of movies should be. I don't want a three hour and three and a half hour movie unless it's Seven Samurai. And even then, I'm like having to take a minute, you know. Um, Seven Samurai doesn't feel like it's that It long. does not feel like that. But still, it's long. And, you know, a, a basic, fun off the cuff narrative should be 88 to 93 minutes mm. like that's the sweet spot 90 minute movies oh, <sighs> Netflix has a, a section now of uh, 90 minute watches what yeah they have a, a there was it was on there uh, last night awesome. or the day before when I was watching it it was uh, 90 minute movies that's cool yeah because that's the perfect runtime that's a good runtime mm Mm, I just get chills thinking about it. You can go home and be like, you, you want to watch this movie real quick? Yes. Yes, I do want to watch a movie. Now, if like you want to watch a movie, you're like, uh, well, what are you doing um, the next f- six hours? Because we've got to prep, and it's going to be long, so we need to have snacks. And we get 90 minutes, pop, pop that sucker in, watch it, go on with your day, man. That's true. Once upon a time, I used to be able to watch movies before the show. I could just go crank out a movie on Monday and be like, yeah. no problem hour and a half and now it's like two hours 98 minutes dude 90 minute movie you can even hold a pee for that long if you need to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the James on Facebook said D and D was 134 minutes. Was so it really? short. It it did, did feel it short. It did feel short because it was a caper and it was and paced an adventure, well. And it was paced well. D and D's a great movie. Need to watch that again. Um, but yeah, as Beezlebub Ding Dong said, uh, I'm just gonna call you Beezlebub. The feature length used to be 60 to 70 minutes, like that hour. But the nine, the 90, it's the, mm, so good. But anyway, Napoleon coming out in theaters this weekend. You can check it out. We're probably going to see that or Dream Scenario um, this weekend. If I got time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check those out. So, uh, yeah. All right. Well, we've got 15, 20 minutes left. I didn't see a movie this week. I wanted, I wanted to go see Thanksgiving. But, oh, see, uh, I figured you were going to watch one of the, or uh, uh, Holiday Knife or whatever it was. <laughs> it's a Wonderful Knife. Wonderful Knife. I tried yeah. to, and then the weekend just got away from me. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm... It was Lights of the Ozarks on the square and all that stuff, hmm. you know, so. Well, fortunately for everyone, uh, back on Diwali, I watched Tiger 3, the sequel in the Yash Raj films, which is spy universe, which was the number eleven movie in the in the country. Um, yeah, might I add, it's uh, done really well overseas. It is the sequel to uh, the Tiger series, Ek the Tiger, Tigers into High. Uh, also, it's, you have in that war. So you're telling me Tiger Three is the sequel to Tiger Two? Yeah. Okay, just making sure. But it's also the sequel to Tiger uh, One, War and Patan. Okay. And Patan was that uh, the. Not the most recent Shah Rukh Khan movie, Jawan, that was so big, but the one before it that was huge. Uh, and Patan surprised everyone by having an appearance of Tiger come in in it. Dog, I'm <laughs> you're joking, but I'm being for real. I mean, because, a surprise, a surprise Tiger, dude. I was in the theater. I jumped. Everyone was whooping. Everyone was having a great time when Tiger showed up. But, How many people were in the theater with you? These movies gain a big audience. Tiger Three had a big audience. Uh, the whole theater was full. Um, Patan, same thing. But yeah, the Yash Raj film, Spy Universe. This one is the first one that brings in all of them. Because Patan didn't really touch on anything that was in war. And, uh, you know, uh, war didn't ever in talk about Tiger. But in this movie, you get to see Patan. Um you know, it's been out two weeks. I feel like I can say that. Oh, spoiler alert, dude! For and those at home, dude, Shah Rukh Khan's entrance as Patan is so good, and they have an extended action scene. Uh, it's sick. The, this movie is so much fun, uh, and then you get a little taste of war at the end of it. Uh, you know, a little bit of Hrithik Roshan uh, showing up. So you get the biggest movie stars on the planet all in one movie together. This movie was great. It's action-packed. It's a good sequel to uh, the the other Tigers and uh, world-building. It brings back characters from the very first Tiger movie. So you see characters from Tiger all the way up to Patan, all in this one. It brought it all in. It did a very good job. I liked everything about it. It was a fantastic time. Definitely recommend. You don't even have to know anything about uh, Tiger or Patan or War going into this. The, the war sequence at the end, you might not really get, but everything else, they, they kind of touch back on what brought them up to this point. It's great. Salman Khan kills it. Um, Shah Rukh Khan 
kills it. Uh, it's it's great. It's a good movie. This time it's personal. Yeah, dude. Oh man, it's so good. Uh, they bring in the old characters. There's action. There's comedy. Uh, there's very little song and dance in it. Um, it's great. Go watch and it. And how long is it? Uh, it's only like two hours. Oh, okay, that's pretty. Yeah, short. it's it's not it's not very it's not very long. It felt pretty quick too. Um, they keep you going with like action scenes and stuff like that. Well, there's a lot of explosions in the trailer. Yeah, I mean it's like Mission Impossible. Yeah, I mean it looks like it, dude. It's it's like Indian Mission Impossible. It's it's very good. Uh, I really liked it. So uh, and then for this week, uh, what I watched for everyone was the, yeah the killer on um, Netflix. It is two hours long, um, and even though we were just talking about how nice a uh, 90-minute runtime is, this is a very uh, slow-paced movie, right? I've but been wanting to see this one, too. Everything's um, done very deliberately, and and Fassbender just talks very low the whole time, and it starts out... Do you remember that movie, The American, with yeah, George Clooney? Yeah, kind of it's kind of like that. Yeah, where he's uh, on an assassin job... Uh, and then ends up having to uh, defend himself or whatever. That's kind of how this is. It starts out, you know, the whole movie is him talking about being an assassin, being a killer, um, the world that that is, how he survives through it and, and got to stay calm and all this stuff. And he, he, he creates a mantra and repeats it through the movie. Um, but, of course, at the beginning of the movie, things go awry. It's his first ever missed kill or, or 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 whatever and so then people come for him they accidentally hurt his girlfriend and then it becomes a revenge movie and it was advertised as like a thriller the killer the thriller uh but of course it's not really a thriller it's just it's a slow moving very deliberate action I revenge like movie slow assassin movies it does not feel like two hours it it they pace this one very well with how they do that. So you have those long periods of being calm. And he even says at the beginning of the movie, if patience isn't your thing, this isn't for you. Uh, and that might kind of apply to the movie a little bit. But Vel- Velvet Sand on Twitch says, sounds kind of like gross point blank. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't gro- know about that. Gross point blank is, is, a, is, is definitely not a slow hitman. That is a fast paced hitman comedy romance romantic comedy with hitmen yeah <laughs> bls about ding dong says it looks like i've visited the punjab uh, i've gone to um P- uh, punjabi kitchen uh local, <laughs> <does. It's> local <laughs> place yeah it's it's very good um but uh, yeah uh, this movie is actually it's it's pretty good it is a lot kind of like uh, the american um now that which i really like it. that movie i like yeah. that movie a lot um because i was thinking it was kind of like um John Renault's, uh, what's that? Professional? It's kind of like the professional at, at a time, but then it turns into like revenge movie, um, which is fantastic. I love revenge movies. Uh, I can watch the Death Wish series all day. Uh, in fact, I have done that before. Um, so I, I really liked it too. It was It's pretty entertaining. Uh, especially for like a um, just a Netflix movie that you can just find and watch without it being on the big screen. I think it would have been great on the big screen, kind of like an Equalizer 3 uh, type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's it's fun, uh, and it's easy to watch at home. Um, 
So I definitely recommend that. If you want to go out to the theater and nothing new is interesting you, um, Tiger 3 is great if uh, you want to stay at home and watch something or you want to go uh, out to the cinema. Yeah, you can you can watch The Killer because it was actually pretty good. And Michael Fassbender. He's uh, good. Yeah, I like him, watching him. Him in a role like this, uh, you know, not being like a Magneto or not being however colorful well, of a character he is in the... Uh, it reminds me of the character he played in the uh, uh, the Prometheus films where he's yeah. like the, the robot. Or the very the much synth- like the... Synthetic. Yeah. Yeah, and it kind of just that little bit of evil in him too, because he's like mm-hmm. a ruthless killer, dude. And dude, the 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 ruthlessness and the lethality is pretty sick. Like I might watch that tonight. Yeah, it's worth it for sure. Well, okay, guys. Well, let's um, let's move on to our final segment of the show. If you guys have joined us before on the sh- on the podcast, you will know that uh, the last bit of. News and information we give you is the Box Office Roundup. The Box Office Roundup encompasses all the money uh, that you guys have spent in the movie theater uh, over the past week. Uh, as reported, domestic numbers is generally what we talk about because that's what they talk, what they, they want. Um, have you been reading all the reports about how people are getting so unsatisfied with like streaming and movie? Th- they're missing physical media and then some people are predicting that physical media and like dvds may come back like uh vinyl did wow that that'll make best buy feel stupid (laughs) i think it will yeah um but i think best buy is already going to be out of business in the next couple of years like well we will see um we both like physical media i like having um 4k blu-ray and all that stuff i like to have um the, the best sound and picture that I can have at home if I'm going to watch a movie at home. Uh, I want the nearest the theater experience that I can afford. Um, so and you can't get that on streaming. Yeah, I think physical media is good. And no matter yeah, well, what they say, like streaming in 4K does not look the same no, as playing it from the disc. No, no, just because no, no. the... Uh, Doesn't sound the same either. Yeah, the bandwidth's just not there to make that happen. All right, well, um Okay. It is time to jump into the box office. Got a couple of gobble gobbles and happy Thanksgivings hitting up in the chat. Yeah, hey, Jay. Um, so, yeah, uh, Velvet Santa said some lucky people got some drive-in speaker box VHS this weekend. There yeah, was, I was seeing uh, pictures. They, it, it all looked really good. And somebody is probably at home, like, hopefully pausing on, like, I don't know, I don't know, like scrambled, scrambled porn. Just watching us in their living room. That makes it sound like one of those things where he did the AI of us doing the uh, fake. dick pill ads. Remember? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, the top ten movies in America. I'm going to turn it over to Jake. Uh, he's going to tell you what made money. So let's start with number ten. We'll start with number 11, 11. right there, dropping out of the top ten because it was in there last week. Tiger 3 uh, in the U.S. made a million bucks. Uh, four and a half million brought in, and it's two weeks out in the U.S. Uh, not bad for a, a Hindi movie here in the U.S., uh, but I've oh, read that it's, it's doing really well overseas. Uh, and then coming in at number 10, dropping from the fifth spot, Killers of the Flower Moon brought in just under two million bucks uh, this past week, bringing its domestic take over a month. It left uh, a lot of theaters this past weekend. Yeah, it's it's just over $63 million in the U.S. Not at all the kind of money that they were wanting to get from that thing. Uh, but it's also 
Oscar bait type stuff too. So it's going to. I think it's going to be one of those movies that around Oscar time we'll see a resurgence. It'll be back in the yeah. theater, yeah, and it'll make money, and everyone's like, well, "Look at this coming out of nowhere." <laughs> and then at number nine, uh, also dropping from the top five, Priscilla. Two point three million brought in by it, uh, and its one month out in the theaters has brought in just under seventeen million. Not bad for a movie that was advertised way less uh, than Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, and then just above it, opening in the number eight spot, the Taika Waititi Michael Fassbender movie Next Goal wins two and a half million dollars brought in by that one from Searchlight. Uh, just above it. The Holdovers at number seven, 2.7 million brought in by the Paul Giamatti movie there. Uh, it's domestic take and its month of release, uh, though it's gained, it's gained 700 theaters. theaters. Yeah. Um, and I mean, focus, focus pictures are generally like that too. That's kind of one of those indie houses that start small. Mm-hmm. Uh, just under eight and a half million dollars brought in by it and it's four weeks out. Um, but like you said, this is the first week that it's kind of, uh, gotten some theaters. Uh, I think before it was not. In, it was only in in seven hundred theaters, and it yeah. gained another seven. Uh, and then at number six, finally out of the top five, Taylor Swift, The Eras Tour. Well, now I got the Beyonce movie on the horizon. Oh shit! Uh, two and three quarter million dollars brought in in the last week. Its domestic take, and it's six weeks out, over one hundred and seventy five million dollars. Uh, across the world, it's brought in 250 mil. Suck on that, Marvels. Uh, <laughs> yeah, take that one. Um, you know, and I, I saw a thing where Disney was trying to blame uh, everyone else for the Marvels not working. And they're like, well, you just don't like that we have a woman director and a woman catered story. And stuff. Bullshit. Look at Taylor Swift and Barbie. Uh, those are clearly directed at a specific audience, and, and it worked. So, uh, you know. Look at that one, Yo. Disney. Uh, and then coming in at number five, also uh, taking a, a bit of a, a, a dive here, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's, three and a half million bucks brought in by it. And it's four weeks out, $132 million across the globe, $272 million. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it did way better than I think. A lot of people thought it would. I think they knew it was going to do well, but I don't. I think they were gambling. That's, that's another one too. You can walk into any Walmart and find Five Nights at Freddy Toys. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this game from forever ago, and it's super weird to me that it's it's taken off so much. But I guess it's like popular with streaming or something. Maybe. Like, I mean, I tried to play it, and I was like, ah, it's a video game. Like it didn't it didn't like pull me in and 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 entrance me with it's with just, all its wonderful characters and deep storyline. It's um, just like a jump scare game. <laughs> I know that's what I don't understand. It's like you know how long has it been since you know everybody has talked about a Zelda movie and we still haven't gotten one of those. And Five Nights at Freddy's is like, eh, it's Teddy Bears to chop at you, and you're like, oh yeah, let's make a movie of that. Well, it's easier to do that because people that like to be scared they don't you, they that's change true. the story of that completely and no one cares and yeah, yeah. hardly anyone cares like oh that's not the story of the movie and like oh, were there killer a- robots that jumped at you and they're like yeah you yeah. make a zelda movie ganondorf was actually from the hyrulean province of scars and you're like oh god get out of here yeah well it depends on which uh, iteration of ganon but Ex- yeah yeah exactly mm-hmm. uh coming in at number four dropping from that top spot the marvels brought in a surprising 10 million dollars uh, and it's domestic take, and it's two weeks out. Sixty-five million bucks for the Marvels. Again, they got three hundred more 
millions of those dollars to make before they even start to break even. Yeah. Uh, so doesn't look like that's going to happen. I mean, what was the... Across the globe, it made another hundred million. Yeah, so not not great. Uh, Which is what they normally see in these Marvel openings. Yeah, Uh, opening weekend. Yeah. Uh, Adam Zimmerman on YouTube asks, "Is Zelda on the way?" Yes, Yes, it has been greenlit, and they are in pre-production now. So. Yep. Uh, And then opening, uh, all three of the top three uh, were new. Uh, So opening at the third spot, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Ten point three million for the horror movie there. not so bad. Thanksgiving. Yeah, for a horror movie. Uh, and then just above... I think it's it, going to have another good weekend this weekend. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, I think it's going to be good going forward just because uh, everyone wants scary movies. That one seems to be the uh, the the one that people want to watch. <coughs> so Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's the trailer. Yeah. It just says Thanksgiving over and over and over. I think that'll be the one that takes five nights at Freddy's spot until oh, the next for sure. the next big horror movie uh, comes in. Um, the second movie, uh, number two spot, goes to Trolls Band Together. Uh, thirty million uh, for this one, uh, just over thirty million. Uh, so I guess it had a little bit of previews, or they're still figuring numbers out. But uh, about thirty-one mil roundabout for. Uh, Trolls band together, and I know it opened early uh, mm-hmm. overseas, so it's probably uh, has a decent chunk of change. Yeah, a uh, hundred eight million dollars uh, brought in by it total across the globe, uh, and then taking the top spot, the new Hunger Games: Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, forty four point six million dollars brought in by that one, uh, another fifty worldwide, so it's just at about a hundred million uh, total there. So. Not a bad start uh, for that one. I imagine there's a lot of competition this weekend, though. I mean, it's going to be a very stacked new holiday season in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Um, going back in the comments there on Twitch, uh, Dina said that you know Thanksgiving has a whole lore because we've been it's been anticipated for 15 years, which is true. Kind of like the Machete films from they all came from the Grindhouse. Like, oh, was Thanksgiving one of the? It was the, the other ads one. in the middle of the movies. That's Thanksgiving. Oh. That was that was the other one, and everyone's like, "Well, why hasn't it got that gotten made?" And finally. It has, and as uh, Biesbub says, it uh, wasn't as good as the trailer was, but it was fun. And, of course, like, the trailer, it, I mean, that's that's a part of what... Same was with Machete. I didn't think that the... Well, then Machete changed how it was in the trailer. Yeah, so. I didn't... Uh, the, the trailers were way better because they were that they were just jokes. You know, you, they didn't have to be any sort of continuity or story. Just show random clips of hilarious shit, and, you know, you got a winner. I guess in Machete you get to see Steven Seagal get murked, though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Beelzebub says, "How is there more Hunger Games? Uh, because money. That's why. Because prequels. They they have the prequels to that they can explore. They did it for Harry Potter. They could do it for anything. Yeah. So anyway, it worked out real well. Fantastic Beast or turds of movies for sure. Well, all right, guys. Well, that was the box office roundup, and that's the that's the show. Yeah." We made it to the end. Um, Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever it is you prefer. We like Twitch. Twitch is cool. They pay us out. Uh, There's fun emotes and emojis, and they seem to have a more stable service than anyone. Uh, YouTube is a great place to find all of our older episodes if you want to watch them live. Or you could just download the audio version of the podcast wherever it is you get your podcasts. And, uh, you know, feel free to share. We love it. Um, Helps us uh, keep the show alive. So... There you go. Uh, any any parting words, Jake? Before we we uh, what's your okay? It's Thanksgiving. 
What is your favorite like food item that you look forward to? Uh, it's one of two things. Okay. Number hey, one. thanks for the sub, Dina. Uh, I really like cranberry sauce. I do too. I mean, it's a statement. Do you, are you are you this the the straight gelatinous um, yes. cylinder or the ones with the chunks in it? The cylinder. Okay. I like the slices of the cylinder. Okay. Uh, so I go either way. Sometimes I'll get a, a can of cylinder and a can of chunky, and I'll scramble them together. And oh, there's uh, an idea. Yeah, it's best uh, I'll, I like the the yeah the sliced can shaped cranberry sauce and uh, uh, sweet potato pie. Sweet oh pie, not casserole. I think it's the same thing. Well, no, like the casserole is like where it's hot and has the marshmallows on top and you scoop yeah. it out. The pie is like, it's almost like a pumpkin pie, but it's made from sweet potato. I've never seen it in that form You've in never my had a life. Sweet... It's always just been Do cold. you not have any black friends? I sure do. <laughs> Ask them about sweet potato pie. Do you not remember when the, the like... The, the Walmart landed on, uh, I can't remember who it was, the famous like sweet potato pie, and she's a soul singer, and broke oh, the yeah. internet. Oh, um, yeah, uh, Patty LaBelle. Patty LaBelle, sweet yeah, potato I, pie. I bought that and ate that several. I, That's a sweet potato pie. Yeah. Uh, we, we know someone that makes those. Yeah. Or, well, she used to. She used to make them. So, so yes, you have had that in that form, sweet potato pie. You it's, had it that's both. the same. No, the casserole, which is like the hot goo with like the marshmallow top, you put it in the oven, pull it out, and it's, you know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just simplify it. Sweet potatoes. So, sweet. I'm here. Look, sweet potato casserole. This. Yep. Sure enough. That's yep. not a pie. Yeah, but that's what it's called, though. No, this is called sweet potato casserole. Sweet potato pie is called sweet potato pie because it's in a fucking pie crust. I don't know about that. Cheesecake is called cheesecake, but it's a pie. Bro, are you sitting? Are you for real, under God, telling me that you think sweet potato casserole and sweet potato pie are the exact same thing? I mean, that's just what this is always been these, called. I see it with my eyeballs. Look at these images. I see it. I'm witnessing. This is sweet potato casserole. Yeah. And what do you think is going to happen when I type in sweet potato pie? Well, I'll be damned. I don't know about that. It all looks like not the other thing. Yeah, I don't know about that. Mm-mm. Are you telling me this is not real? No, I mean it's it's I'm seeing what you're saying, but Okay, well Listen, bro. Sweet potatoes. You love sweet potatoes. What about a baked sweet potato? Do you ever find nah, that? That's not really my scene. You ever go to like Logan's Roadhouse and you're I like, get sweet ah, potato fries. And you get you get the baked sweet potato with like no. cinnamon sugar and butter. Mm-mm. No, I get candy apples or the uh, the the Apple cinnamon. Apple cinnamon. Cinnamon apples. Right on. Well, one of the things That's that I... That's the move at a steakhouse. I always look forward to is not the meal itself, but the Thanksgiving leftover sandwiches that I, I love to make. Like a little wheat toast, a little layer of dressing, a little layer of turkey, a little bit of... Cranberry. Cranberry, yeah. And then you yeah. get a little dip in the graves. That's nom, 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 nom! A, a turkey, cranberry with a little bit of uh, Dijon. Ooh. That's the uh, that's the right kind of sandwich. That's yeah. A, yeah. I am looking forward to those. Put put that between a, a king's Hawaiian roll. Oh. oh, so I'm so for for the Christmas. You're talking to some boys that eat right here. Yeah, we we're like movies anyway, but food now. Um, you know, one uh, for for my christmas eve celebration that we always do i always like we make those like holiday sliders like ham and swiss and turkey and cheddar or like whatever sliders this year i want to make thanksgiving <laughs> leftover sliders 
where it's like turkey, a little bit of gravy, a little bit of cranberry sauce, but on a sweet Hawaiian run, bun. But I've got an idea. Gravy, though? I don't know about that. Just like a little touch, like in the middle, so it's like got some moisture. Kind of like I'd use like a, like like it were a condiment. Like giblet like, gravy? <laughs> no, just, just enough to get the bun. Giblet gravy or brown gravy? No, just regular brown gravy. Mm. And then uh, on... Instead of you know how like when you do, when you bake the sweet Hawaiian rolls you like put the butter on the top or whatever, uh, I want to get one of the packets from a uh, a box of stovetop stuffing like the herb packet and mix it with butter and brush it on the top of the buns, bro. Can you imagine the flavor explosion that's gonna come out of them buns? <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh man. Um, Dina says, uh, Bo, we need to have a Panettone exchange since I'm homeless this year. Uh, yeah, where do I send this Panettone? Like, I, uh, slide. That's like a Christmas thing, isn't it? Or is that Thanksgiving? Christmas. Well, it was a Thanksgiving feat of strength that I did for a drive-in speaker box. Uh, yeah, I was time. there. I attempted. Yeah, so the Panettone, uh, it is, Dina was the winner of that challenge, and almost every single year since, I have left Panettones on her doorstep. Um, Generally, after one of those, I'm not able to eat the food that I tried to eat, except for the one time where I was like, you're not getting me this time because I'd, I'd eaten too many. And then it was chicken nuggets. And I was like, bruh. But you got to do the chicken nuggets. Yeah. And then Chandler did it and, and he was too skinny to eat them. And I was like, oh, my favorite one was because it was the year after the chicken nugget feet of strength and everybody's like, why is it got to be so meaty? Why can't you do something that's oh, more that, friendly to the vegetarians? That was the good one, though. I was I was so bummed it wasn't me eating those because I could have just because that you remember what the year after that was right my answer candy to, corn no it was cauliflower um, I got those enormous heads of cauliflower and oh man and uh the staff at smoking barrel were like my god it smelled like farts in there dude so bad. cauliflower is like a broccoli's fart it's awful <laughs> I, I can't <laughs> See, that's why I quit being the volunteer for the, <laughs> Oh man, that was such a good one. The one time I didn't do it, it was it was chicky nugs and then every other time it was like Cauliflower, circus peanuts. Yeah, the circus cherries. peanuts one. I tried. <laughs> oh, yeah, chocolate covered cherries is a gift I get every Christmas. My family gives me chocolate covered cherries. Tried and give- after that I was like if for a year or two, I could not touch chocolate-covered cherries. And everyone's like, yeah, but we always get you chocolate-covered cherries. I'm like, I can't. If you go blame Bo. Yeah, Bo ruined it for me. Oh, it's so good. Well, all right, gang. I tried that one, too. I, I, maybe I just need to bring that tradition back at I pinpoint. I almost won that Just one. The, a feat of strength and give away a turkey. I don't have to do trivia for that. I could just show up and do a do a feat of strength. This is okay. Okay. Which one of you turkeys wants to win a turkey? That's right. Uh, well, stay tuned to the pinpoint Instagram to see if I actually make that a reality or not. Because I have two th- two days, two days to do it. Because if it's going to happen, it's going to go down on Wednesday. So uh, I guess it just depends on if Sam's Club still has any turkeys right now. So anyway, all right. Well, on that note, our show's over. So thanks for tuning in. <laughs> we will see you next week. Uh, happy happy Thanksgiving, you guys. See ya. As you leave the theater, folks, please be careful. Don't let this happen to your car. Be sure to remove the speaker before you leave. If you should accidentally pull a speaker loose, please turn it in at our snack bar or box office.
Thank you. 